Man, lots of stuff to talk about this week. I'll first tell you the story about how I had a day this week when I was supposed to be at school at 7.30, didn't make it in until 8.30, and it had nothing to do with traffic or family emergencies. Then we've got follow-ups for the last two episodes, including something else I found out that schools know that you probably didn't know they know. And also, we'll talk about one more thing that I forgot to say last week about accepting last-minute jobs. And since the last two episodes have been the most listened to in their first week so far this year, I think you're going to want to hear about it. Greg Collins, Substitute Teachers Lounge. It is November 14th, 2023. I guess, man, that means there's only 41 shopping days left. All right, I think I am going to challenge my artificial intelligence part of my podcast. As I've told you before, our publisher, Buzzsprout, now offers an artificial intelligence service who actually is smart enough to listen to the podcast and decide on a title. The title I have in mind for now, and I don't know what they're going to choose yet, so I haven't I haven't made it that far in the process. My title for this would be something along the effect of sub-jobs aren't always what they appear to be, and I will tell you why I came up with that. I think since that's the crux of the episode, I'll save that as the third thing I'm going to mention today. I'm going to go back and tell you some things about one thing that I did mention I meant to mention, I guess I should say, last week I forgot to. And then another thing, when we go back to the episode about what schools know about you that you didn't realize they know about you, we're going to talk about that too. So let's first of all talk about one follow-up thought about last week that I meant to mention, and you probably already know it, but it's worth mentioning anyway. If you do, in fact, pick up last-minute jobs, just keep in mind that there's a reason they were last-minute jobs. I would think the majority of jobs I get these days are of the non-last-minute variety, and that means that most likely the teacher has something they've got to do, a dentist appointment, a workshop, something along those lines that they know what they're going to do several days in advance, right? So they schedule them seven several days in advance. So that makes it kind of nice. You You can pretty much assure yourself that Sub plans are going to be in order. You're probably not going to have to search around for them. Now, let's go back to what I left out about last week. Those last minute sub jobs, you got to remember, it's great that you picked up a job, but there's a chance that you're going to have to search for sub plans because what has happened, there's either been a sickness or an emergency in the family, more times than not, something that pulled them away at the last minute which means they didn't prepare lesson plans the night before. Most likely they're in a situation where they can't come in and prepare them now. Perhaps they could type something in quickly in their phone and send it to the secretary at the 
or, or another teacher in the hallway at the school and let them bring it over to you. But keep some things, I always call it the back pocket, keep some ideas in the back pocket so that you're ready to go even if there's nothing in the classroom. Don't go begging to the office. Don't go begging to the teachers. Some of you can't do that. I never do because they're busy too. They'll help you and they won't feel that bad about it, but I think they like the self-starters, so try and do as much as you can on your own. And these days, more times than not, tell them to look on their Google Classroom to see if an assignment has been posted, because that's something a teacher can do fairly quickly from her phone, even... If it's just busy work, it's probably going to be work to support the subject, but maybe not work they would have assigned otherwise. Now, the thought about things that schools know about you, another part of that that I didn't realize, I'm assuming because of something I heard this week that they know this. So... I'm going to lay it out there. I'm going to try to discreetly. I've got. I know of one secretary who is probably the best of any school, as far as seeing the ins and outs. I really based that episode on her thoughts. So, but something happened this week. I accepted. It was getting maybe late in the day before, so I went ahead and accepted a half day's job. It was a. School that I like to go to was afternoon, so I said, okay, I can be there at 1130. That will be fine, and I accepted it. At the same time, I saw there were also a couple of jobs listed that started in the morning and was over at 1130, so I was really curious about two things. Are those schools close enough that I could do both? And if I picked up one job that ended on, it started on 11.30, another one that ended on 11.30, would they even, would the system even show them all to me once I picked one of them up? Or since both jobs mentioned 11.30, is that considered an overlap? My gut told me no, because it would, you know, one would have to go to 11.31 maybe to be an overlap. But sure enough, I did it. I found two schools that were within two miles of each other. So I accepted both. Now, I could have just done it. I could have just walked in at the last minute at the second school and tell them, you know, I just came from another school. I'm sorry. I didn't do that. I called the day before and I said, listen, guys, this is Greg. I signed up for this teacher subbing at 1130, but I want you to know I'm coming from that other school also that ends at 1130. I want you all to know that there's a probably a strong chance that I'll be about 10 minutes late. Would you prefer me to just turn that job back in and not take it so that you can not have to cover it. So they went and asked a question. And it's funny, the message that got back to me was, yes, Mr. Collins, we'd like you to come on in. We will cover for those 10 minutes. In actuality, here's what happened that day. The last of the three hours at the first school, 
was the teacher's planning period. The first of the three hours at the other school was also the teacher's planning period. So there wasn't even a class that needed to be covered for those 10 minutes. But as in addition, since it was planning in the other one, I just left that one early. I told them what I was doing when I left and went on to the other school. I got kind of bored because I had an hour of nothing to do at the end of the first half day and an hour of nothing to do at the end of the second half day. And of course, I guess there was a lunch thrown in there too. So it was really two and a half hours with no students in the room. So that's what I did. But here's my observation. When I got to the second school, I walked in, I said, you know, I had called ahead yesterday and told them I would probably be late. And they said, oh, yeah, the teacher could see that you're coming from another school. Now, that kind of took me back a little bit because I'm thinking, can the teachers just punch in our name and see all of our jobs? If they could... Why don't they just look at that first instead of texting? I guess texting texting is easier. I'm going to find out additional information this week. That happened on Friday, so I didn't have time to do it yet. But that's just one more thing that we probably didn't know the schools could tell. But perhaps if they know what they're doing, the smart secretary that I keep referring to, I'll bet she'll be able to not only tell when I've rejected a job that I had at first taken, but I bet she can tell. If I have a job bumping right up to the next, or maybe she can tell I have a job Thursday, I'm going to flat ask her the next time I'm there, and we'll go from there. All right, the main thing today, here's what happened. It was in the middle of a Monday teaching day when I was called by another school. I didn't answer it because I was teaching, and I don't answer too many questions calls that I can't identify who it is, even if it appears to be a local number, because, you know, spam calls or whatever, they're pretty clever now about making it appear like it comes from a local number to try to get you an answer. So I didn't. But I did listen to it at the end of the period, and that's not really true, because what I really did was read the text that was created on my iPhone from that message. And I should have known better because that's always the computer's version of what was said. Sometimes it's not what actually was said. The message said, Mr. Collins, would you like to teach seventh grade math for Miss Preston tomorrow? And I use that name because there is no Miss Preston at this school. Now, I only read it. So when I called back, I, they know I love to teach math. I'm perhaps maybe the first one they call when a math job comes open. I called back. I got somebody else. And this person said, oh, I know who she wanted you to teach. I'll go ahead and send it to you and you can accept. So I went in in that situation. I needed to go into Frontline and actually click the green X or the green arrow, I should say, check mark to accept the job. Now it was probably a couple hours later, and remember Tuesday was election day, so our schools there weren't students in the school, even though I think it was a PD day for our teachers. 
But I left a message after I discovered something. I looked down and it said, gave the teacher's name and indicated that the job was for a special needs class. And I said, well, that's okay. But did I accidentally accept the wrong job? So not knowing what to do, not being able to reach anyone. I left a message on their phone, like I said. Nobody ever heard the message. I'm not sure what mess, where messages go when there's no one at the school. But anyway, I said, man, I better reject this job because she wanted me for that math job. So I canceled it. There were other jobs that came up for Wednesday that I didn't take because I expected this lady to give me this math job. Well, it never happened. Now, I started to call her at 7 o'clock the day that that job would have been because I ended up turning down jobs, and here I am setting home now. But I waited until 8 o'clock because I knew 7 to 8 at a school is extremely hectic as you're getting students in. So... I called her and I said, hey, I just wanted to let you guys know and apologize because I think I accidentally accepted the wrong job and then I never did see the math job show up. And she said, well, you know, Mr. Collins, I explained the whole situation about the description that showed up. So I thought it was the wrong job. She said, for some reason, that teacher used to have that special needs job, but now she's a math teacher, so that was the job I was supposed to take it. And the te- the secretary also told me, I tried to reassign it to you, Greg, but it said you weren't available. Well, here's what happened. We've talked about this to- before, but we don't think through it often. Once you reject a job, if that job shows up again, you don't, not only do you not see it because you rejected it, but they don't see you as being available because you rejected it, even though you haven't accepted a job anywhere else. And I guess that makes sense for a system because there hasn't yet been any manual intervention to that. So it was purely a mistake, but interestingly enough, she said, you know, Mr. Collins, nobody ever picked up that job. Would you like to come on in anyway? And I said, well, sure, that works out perfectly. I had already, you know, like we talked last minute jobs, I had already gotten up that morning prepared to leave in an instant in case something came up. So I was ready. That's why I didn't get to a job at 8.30. And, you know, I know they enjoy having me there, and they know my sarcastic sense of humor because as soon as I walked in, they were really giving me, laughingly, giving me a hard time about what happened and not showing up until 8.30 and all that stuff. So I guess to summarize, here's the things I would want to make you aware of. Don't just read the transcript of a voicemail. Miss Preston didn't exist. And when the other teacher's name showed up, it wasn't Miss Preston. It was a different name and a different class. So I just assumed I messed up. And or, you know, maybe maybe the first thought in my mind was the school messed up, sent me the wrong job. 
but it was because that her description wasn't yet updated that that situation happened. Then what might not be apparent to you, think about it. I told you that since I then rejected that job, when she tried to reassign, she couldn't because it looked like I wasn't available. But it that was really the case because I had rejected the job. And in fact, even when she said, Mr. Collins, come on in, nobody ever accepted it. She still couldn't give me that job. She had to delete the job and repost it as a different job so that she could assign it to me. She couldn't assign it to me with a job that I had rejected. So moral of the story is don't overreact. Everything's going to work out. And I showed up that day. I had a great day taught math. It was sixth grade math, so I actually was able to do some good teaching. I'm good at math, but I'm still rusty about the upper level stuff because you don't use it as much. We were talking about proportions. Everything turned out fine, so make sure you understand that job, and I'm sure everything will work out great for all of us.